0: You get like a light on your face. All I see is a silhouette and C.
1: Yeah, why?
0: WCW. Why do
1: you need to see my face?
0: This is weird. I need to look at something, or just turn me around to the boys. Can you do that? Uh, yeah, like put me on, put been- me on the TV.
1: Welcome to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. I am your host, Aaron Varnum. Joining me today, as always, Tolbert. Hey. And Cookie. What's up, man? You! (laughs) Uh, I mean, there's a strange absence in the $2 Steak studio, but uh, yeah, Big Mike, are you
0: there? I am here, yes. On the Zoom call, we are back to the Zoom one of us is Zoomed, and w- Zoomed.
1: why exactly are you Zoomed right now, and why are you wearing such a – like, is, is it because it's Father's Day that you're wearing that kind of hat?
0: Um, So I'm back on Zoom because I am a person under investigation for coronavirus. Coronavirus. All right. Meaning I came into contact with a person who later then tested positive for coronavirus, so – to try to be safe. I have secluded myself from my friend group and uh, I'm just sitting here at home on the Zoom. I took my test today though, boys, so we'll get the results. Sam, was
1: was it just a a Q-tip up the nose hole?
0: Yeah, so uh, my employer, being that it is a work incident, since I came into contact with this person at work, um, they don't like the statistics on the fast readout Tests apparently there's a lot of false either positives or negatives. They're you know they're still gaining data as it as it comes. So they want the um, the long test, the one that takes a little bit longer. But the nice thing about that is it's just a more aggressive nasal swab versus what they consider a nasopharyngeal swab. So I got the short stick. It did still make me tear up a little bit. But thank God I didn't get the nasopharyngeal swab because that one's the one that's like four inches and goes deep into your wow. sinuses. That's the one where like uh. those carny guys that nail nails into their nose, that's the <laughs> oh, god that they take. Um, I have had that before, but I it was at a ENT and I got the numbing solution and it feels really weird even when it's numb. So I, I can't imagine what it feels like when it's not numb.
1: So Wait, how, how long do you... Or,
0: my
2: dad. Are
1: you getting a call from yeah, your dad? You dad. Put him on the phone. Put put um, Cookie, cookie co- Senior on the hey, phone.
2: Hey, Dad, what's up? What's up, bro?
3: <laughs>
2: how you doing? All right, how you doing, bro? I'm good. Hey, guess where I'm at right now?
3: Uh, probably somewhere
4: partying.
2: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of, but not really. I'm actually at the podcast right now. Oh, are you? Okay. I'm in the right. middle. Of, you're you're actually being recorded right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, if you got a uh, if you got one of those sayings, go ahead and throw it out there right now.
4: Throw it out there. Throw it out there. Oh man, um, 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 I can't think of anything right off the top, man. Uh, you caught me off guard on that one.
2: Oh man, that's all right. Just give me two next time.
4: All right, never let the left hand know what the right hand doing. All right, all right. hey, that's a hey. good one. That's
2: a good one. <laughs> I like that. one. <laughs> hey, I'll give. You, right, go ahead. Me back. I will. Happy Father's Day. I'll give you a call back in a little bit. All right, thanks, buddy. All right, all right, all right bye. So
1: this has turned into the dad episode <laughs> of Two Dollar Steak. I, the only thing I need is I need to get I yeah, later on me, in the show. We're going to have a quick little interview with Tolbert's dad. And uh, he's going to tell us about a story of him growing up watching professional wrestling. I, I, now that we've had at least two dads on the show, we're, we need uh, Big Ed to, to send us a wrestling story. <laughs> and then uh, Howard Vardam needs to send us a wrestling story. There it is. I, I think that, uh, you know, it, and then Travis. If Travis has any, we're going to oh, get yeah. all the dads in our lives uh, ready for this. Yes. So what, Mike, back to the, uh, the the coronavirus, how do you feel? Like, has it? have you felt symptomatic at all?
0: No, no, I'm, I'm what they consider asymptomatic, so I have not had any symptoms because, it, again, it was a work incident. I'm having to do all this other bullshit paperwork, and I am taking my temperature twice a day and also filling out forms, whether I have fever and cough and difficulty breathing, general malaise, all this sort of fun stuff. Um, it's kind of, it's just really weird and surreal a little bit because particularly as, uh, we've talked like I can go to work. I have to wear a mask, but we're already wearing masks. And I mean, the likelihood of my exposure rate is just really small because we were following protocols. Um, it's just weird, man. It's just, I mean,
1: and you, you have a general malaise about you anyway. And well, this is it was, just... it's that
0: or sheer, sheer anger. So it's, it's really just <laughs> Mike goes with the flow or Mike's pissed off at the world. There's really no, <laughs> it's a light switch. It's, it's less of a dimmer, way more of a light switch. So it's um, just generally, it's, it's odd. I can tell you that. Um, I don't really know how, how else to explain it. I was pissed off when I heard about it.
1: Well, I, I would be too. We, we were kind of pissed off because we, uh, we were recording the podcast and we're like, well, we're going to have to go back to the Zoom. But you know what? I think this is a good test drive for when Cookie exactly. starts to uh, do his stuff. Cookie, have you, have you started packing up anything?
2: I have not, actually. I have not started packing just yet. Uh, I got two weeks. Uh, I spent yesterday enjoying the beach. Okay. On shrooms. <laughs> uh, on shrooms. <laughs> I My was <laughs> I was tripping balls yesterday. Jesus on, Christ! On, Car- on Carolina Beach, man. That's so going out with a bang. <laughs>
1: was it during the day?
2: It was at five o'clock in the evening.
1: Well, well. Yeah. Speaking of uh, <laughs> fathers on this
5: show, who's
1: your daddy? Uh,
5: oh, God. oh shit. Damn. Party people. Damn. <laughs> damn it!
6: Holy shit, what's going on? Hey, Zane. Hey, Zay, hey. Yeah, yeah, Zane Diggity and the motherfucking place to biggity. <laughs> Aaron Varnum? What? Aaron Varnum, I am so sick and tired of you, okay? First Why? of all, this is the damn last time you're going to lock me out of your house, okay? <laughs> I heard last week, oh, yeah, the door's locked. They won't get in. Fuck you, Aaron, okay? <laughs> you can't. <laughs> let's get something very clear i told you before i got hacker friends so i heard you were gonna fucking do the zoom shit and i hacked in the damn feed what's up aaron Uh, hey zane how are you doing bud i'm good dude how are you cook what's Uh, up man man
4: fucking shit dude
6: chilling man fucking he he was just telling us a really interesting
2: story about what he did yesterday Uh uh-oh what'd you do uh i did shrooms (laughs) on carolina
6: beach Oh, shit, why? <laughs> why, why, why? Why'd you pick the worst beach in the world to go do that at? I, I can only imagine what you went through.
2: Uh, yeah, the, the people thought I was the worst thing on
6: Carolina Beach. <laughs> That's normal. They're like these AIW bookers there. They try to twist the heat on you, heat on you saying, uh, oh, you guys are asking for bookings. I I get it. I understand. Carolina <laughs> Beach, AIW is Carolina Beach.
1: Zane, how did you take the uh, the news that Cookie's moving?
6: Cookie, first of all, I was damn disappointed. <laughs> okay, because now, because now, I gotta fucking like, who am I gonna take up for? I guess I could still take up for you, but you're gonna be gone, man. What the hell? I, I'm I'm I'm
2: gonna be back. I'll be back. I'm not I'm not gone forever.
6: That's what they all said, man. That's what they all. Charlie Dreamer said that too. We'll be back <laughs> now. Motherfucker's been living in Texas and got five kids. Come on. Oh, I mean, Lord. I mean, I hope shit. That's not my life. Yep. Cookie moves to Charlotte and pops out twins tomorrow. <laughs> gonna <have> some... oh, <laughs> gonna have... Don't put that evil on me. <laughs> I'm transferring no. it right now. Transferring oh, it through the, through the screen.
3: Dear hey, God. hold on
6: now. Hold on now, Mike. Why, why, aren't we, why aren't we all together in the same room? What is that? And why do you have a sombrero on? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Important questions. I mean, yeah. uh, I'm, a sink,
6: person,
0: sink I'm a person under investigation, uh, there, Zane, and I got this hat on because I like it. I bought it. I <laughs> never get to use it because it's been raining for four <laughs> fucking weeks. God, my I
6: hair it. is like totally crazy right now. So I just yes. really I'd wear the hat. That's right. Hey, it looks good on you, man. Mm-hmm. It looks better than it looks better than Aaron's molestache he had to cut off. Hey, well it's gone now. It's gone. It's gone, it's gone now, gone, baby. It needs to make a comeback. But Aaron, hold on. First of all. We got. Yes. A, we still got a bone to pick. Okay. What? What's George, the bone? George, George. I talked I called my buddy George South. Okay, and he says, and this is from George South's mouth. Okay, I don't. I mean, I'm not. I don't like speaking for people, but verbatim, George said, "Aaron, if you don't fucking get that message <laughs> to us, that he's coming to damn Wilmington and he's gonna work you for thirty minutes and shoot clothes on you the whole time." See, something tells me that uh, that did not come out <laughs> verbatim from George hey, mouth. Listen, listen, I'm just a messenger. Don't try to, you know what I'm saying? I just repeat what I hear. You know what I'm saying?
5: There, there, I,
1: I've never in my life, it, George is not a cusser. Uh,
6: brother, I got some WrestleCade stories that I conclude. you know <laughs> uh, With him and Dr. Tom Pritchard, that would change that tone real quick. All right. <laughs> well, look, you kids have fun cookie. Damn it. When's your last day?
2: July 6th. July 6th. Is that a
6: Monday cookie?
2: That is a Monday.
6: All right. Damn so it. So you're going to be able Damn to record on July 5th. I will be here on July 5th. All right. Just making sure. Pardon me. Damn it. Let me tell you something, Aaron. If you try to keep me out from fucking cookies last day, I'm fucking break some shit. Just don't break
1: my, uh, my neon light or my cat.
6: Okay. The feral cat, I, uh, please don't break that. Can I break your electric uh mustache trimmer so you can grow your mustache back?
1: No, 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 oh, we, okay. we have to keep that because that's also for pubes. Oh, oh, great, oh,
6: you use oh, the same God. one, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <Yeah. God. laughs> Look, you, right on you guys, you guys are like two feet away from Aaron, aren't you? Holy, shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> COVID, yeah, COVID's all over them, trimmers, brother. <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Zane. We're going to get to our matches. Bye.
5: All
1: right. For Getting Heat with Big Mike. Are you going to correct me? Is that actually what we want to call it now?
0: That's a shitty name, man. We got to come up with something better. (laughs) (laughs) You better <laughs> <gimmick>. I, <laughs> in the heat of the night with Big Mike. God <laughs>
2: damn, de- Cookie, your point? joke didn't get over the first time you made that joke. Well, damn it, I'm gonna try again.
0: Nobody heat? watches that show anymore. Five. How about Harlem Heat with Big Mike? No. Oh, all right. No. Demographically, all right. Cookie, demographically, that's not gonna work. <laughs> it's uh, Times are changing, Cookie. Cookie, I've, I've never stepped foot in Harlem. <laughs> I've been uh, you know, I may have, actually. I've been to Manhattan. Oh, God.
2: <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Fine. Fine. I'll, I'll lose. Go ahead. All right. So, Big Mike, this
0: week you have The Wait, did Rock. we, did we decide what? On, is it, Can we just call it The Heat? The Heat. <laughs> just right. The Heat. There we go. That sounds so like it's not
1: that that fun. Heat, something better. Wasn't that like a shitty Melissa McCarthy movie? Oh, there was. It was a really good Michael Mann film where like it was Al Pacino and Robert Robert De Niro, like uh, you know robbing a bank. Nobody saw that one. Mm -mm. Heat. No one watches that or in the heat of the night. All right, fuck you guys. All right, Mike, (laughs) you've got The Rock, and in making his two dollars steak debut, I believe.
0: Right? Am Am I correct? Ken Shamrock. All right, we got The Rock versus Ken Shamrock, King of the Ring, June 28th, 1998. This is damn near 22 years ago, boys. Jesus Christ. 22 years. Cookie was just like a little weed chubby cookie, right?
2: Yeah. Oh. I I was husky at the time. I I
0: shopped in the husky section.
1: I I still do. (laughs) There was a point in time last month
0: when I didn't shop in the husky section. Oh, Aaron, now I'm wearing ours, I'm back to extra uh, larges. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, are you back up to your pre-corona weight? No, no, no. I'm I'm still about five five pounds off. I think. Okay. Well, anyway, so this match, um, it is Ken Shamrock's debut, and I'll just preface this and say that probably not the best Ken Shamrock debut because this was overshadowed much like everything. From 1990X, probably like early 2000s on, it was overshadowed by Triple H, and we'll get to that and why. But DX Music hits the beginning of this video. DX Music hits. I go, Did Aaron send me the wrong link? I, I thought that know. too. Um, apparently, Triple H, accompanied by China, will be on commentary. Um, I will say, the, so uh, Triple H and China come out and. You know, their music plays. He goes in the ring for some reason. He's going to be on commentary, but he goes in the ring. But the timing of the pyro and the crotch chops I don't know how they did it, but it is exact <laughs> like boom, boom, <laughs> boom, shooting fireworks. It's perfect. Do you think they practice that? I mean, how do Yeah. Oh, they definitely uh, practice that. Like, what's, what's the timing on the pyro guy like hitting the button? Like, is he anticipating Triple H's like crotch chop? How's that work? I would
1: think that it was that, but I, I they do run-throughs before each uh, big event. So before the King of the Ring, they probably did a run-through of the entrances, and they're like, all right, let's time it out where we've got these crotch chops, and the guy's practicing with Triple H. Triple H is kind of... Doing his thing, and, and the guy's getting a tempo about it. Yeah. Also, the guy's a professional. I was,
0: I was going to say, so I, I've worked with some professional lighting guys, and um, they're amazing at what they do. So I can imagine the pyro guy is probably also pretty amazing. So just chef's kiss to that because that, that led into what this match was going to be about. It's not about The Rock and Ken Shamrock. It is about Triple H. Um, Much like the early 2000s. Yeah, Yeah, but this is like 1998. Um, right. Very anticlimactic entrance for The Rock. Um, I'm used to the, do you smell what The Rock is cooking? And we got really just kind of a, do you, do you smell what The Rock is cooking kind of thing? What, what was the deal with that?
1: Hey, bud, what, what's that smell? It's The Rock. I, yeah, I don't know, man. Like I think this was almost right at the cusp I'm of sorry, his I did, meteoric I that, ride.
0: Yeah, I did that wrong. It's Do you smell... Let the Rockets cook. Not, that, that's what I was waiting for. And it, it was just kind of blasé. Rock comes out. He's the current Intercontinental Champion. Um, sh- shout out. I'm going to call this guy Keith. Shout out to Keith. He had a not my champ sign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I felt
5: that that was
1: a topical subject.
0: Yeah, yeah. I... I'm, I'm, I'm torn. I wonder what Keith is doing these days. Uh, is he a not my president kind of guy? Oh, no, no, no. He's the exact not, opposite. Or was he a not my president when Obama was the president? Cause I'm kind of. It, it was Obama and he doesn't believe COVID is real. <laughs> anyway, shout out to Keith. That sign made me laugh. Um, <laughs> yo, Ken Shamrock. Yacked. Like I knew of Ken Shamrock when I was a kid. Like I, I mean, In grade school, you hear about these guys. And so I kind of knew of him and knew his kind of deal. I didn't realize he was as big or I didn't realize he was as early in the WWF as he was. I dig his retro rock entrance. It's like, I don't know how to describe it, but I I was kind of into it.
1: Uh, So Ken Shamrock, when I was little, man, like my brother worked at a video store. And my first introduction to Ken Shamrock before he came out on Raw and, and all these pay-per-views. My first introduction was my brother was like, hey, have you ever heard of this thing? It's brand new. We got it at the video store. It's called UFC, and it was like UFC 1. He has it on videotape, and he shows it to me, and it blows my mind. Like I'm like, these guys have no rules. They're killing each other. Exactly. And I just remember Ken Shamrock was a badass. Yeah, so
0: Ken Shamrock is like a true shoot fighter, and he he's a shoot fighter from back when UFC was like no weight classes, None of that. It's like one man, like you have to fight your way to the championship bout and then fight. And he was a, he was a UFC champion, wasn't he?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, so yeah. He, and he had like classic matches with Hoist Gracie that would go like it was an hour-long match. And it's just them beating the shit out of each other, man. Like,
0: um, so when, when he comes out, I kind of just like did a little shoot booking in my head. And it's like can you imagine prime Ken Shamrock versus prime Kurt Angle? Like, in a shoot I'm fight. Phenomenal. Not, not, not a wrestling match. Like, I want to see them fight. And I feel like, knowing nothing about any of this sort of stuff, I feel like Kurt probably could get Ken to the ground, but I don't think he could finish Ken off. You know what I mean? Like right. Wrestlers are great at, like, taking you down and getting you to the ground, but they don't really know what to do when they get there. Like, you know what I mean? Anyway, that, that was just kind of a one-off. I was kind of really thinking about that. Um, all right, so back to the Triple H thing. So, Triple H is on commentary. And I had, a, I had a good chuckle, boys. So, Triple H, quote, unquote, says, to be clear, when talking about um, The Rock and Ken Shamrock, he says, to be clear, this is the WWF. These are athletes. These are not old men stumbling around the ring. <laughs> <laughs> anybody, uh, anybody watch that Triple H match in Saudi Arabia? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, anybody watch that, trip, uh, that Undertaker-Goldberg match? Yes. Yes. What? What did those consist of, boys? Old men stumbling about the ring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty fucking bad. So um like the irony. What what happened? Uh, Triple H is a hypocrite. Yeah, well, uh yeah, I mean in in 2020, I think Triple H is a hypocrite in many ways. And we'll get to that. Anyway, um let's get to the (laughs) Um Hey guys, apparently Ken Shamrock has a bad angle or ankle. I say that because they they tell it on commentary, but they don't really actually play into it in the match. But once, right. um, at one point, back to uh, commentary, China is actually speaking Spanish with the Spanish commentary. I thought that was really great. <laughs> I didn't know that either. Like, did, like, was it a work? Did she actually know how to speak this? Because she was speaking. I, I don't know. We'll say that she did. From a non-Spanish speaker, she spoke pretty good Spanish. I want to say. <laughs> right. Thanks, Joni. but uh jr at one point says to triple h because triple h is saying some like really uh now racist and insensitive comments about the spanish guys talking about taco bell and uh jr asks triple h are you bilingual and hunter says there's a lot of bi things i am and lingual isn't one of them
5: long
0: long 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 pause Like, no idea what what just happened. And and Hunter goes, hey, wait a minute. Did I mean to say that? (laughs) Best part, best part. I literally laughed out loud. Ross says, I don't think you did, but that as it may, we're live.
5: (laughs) We're live, live,
0: pal. We're live, pal. We're live, pal. (laughs) <laughs> um, again, these guys, Shamrock and Rock are wrestling. Rock goes after Triple H who sprays water into his face and given the situation we're in currently uh, I kind of cringed because, you know, those are droplets and that's how oh, coronavirus spreads, boys, is uh, droplets into the eyes, the nasal cavity and the mouth. So, wash your hands and don't blow water into an opponent's face.
1: So, are you telling us, uh, did you just break kayfabe and also the hip in HIPAA laws was Triple H your patient that, that gave you the coronavirus? Uh,
0: Triple H, one, that would not break uh, HIPAA laws because you need two personal identification things. So you can do a first initial last name that does not break HIPAA. But uh, Hunter Hurst Helmsley was not the person that put me in quarantine. A boy can dream, huh? Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. Um, so general wrestling <laughs> occurs. We get a little more, you know, whatever they're doing. At one point... Rock actually does hit a really nice uh, swinging neckbreaker. I actually enjoyed that. Um, and we got a really crisp DDT by Ken Shamrock. You can tell that Ken Shamrock knows his way. Uh, I'll say around a mat and, you know, knows how to work a body. You know what I mean? Like he, he just has that yeah. presence. Was, was he similar to Kurt Angle where he just kind of picked it up naturally? You know what's crazy is Ken Shamrock's the opposite. He
1: started Ooh. off as a professional wrestler – then went into UFC, and then came back as a professional wrestler. Like, so he, he kind of had, like, two split paths. Like, he was a worker in the 80s and 90s. It's crazy, dude.
0: Interesting. I had no idea about that. I figured he was just kind of one of those shoot fighters that kind of picked it up. Anyway, they basically, um, back to the Triple H thing. Uh, so they, they start talking about grit and kind of working through injuries on, on commentary. And again, JR is really good about kind of telling this story. He's trying to like hide Ken Shamrock's ankle up. But, you know, Triple H is going to make it about himself. So he, um, <laughs> he, he says, That's what separates champions from losers in the WWF. Not how much you, sh- <laughs> sorry, not how much you stroke or not how much stroke you got with the guy running the show. Not how much you can stick your nose up somebody's butt that's running the show. It's about who's got it in the ring. Boys, our detectors determine that that is a lie. We know that for a fact. Um, Our boys, FTR, um, they put on phenomenal performances. And uh, what happened to them? Uh, week after week, not not really booked. You're not booked. You're not booked. No, and uh, we're not going like, to cut promos or actually do any in-ring work. And when we do, the crowd's going to get really hyped, but only because, you know, you're, you're putting on a three commercial segment match and people are buying in. Um, but anyway, um, another good move. Rock reverses a – Ken Shamrock's going for a running lariat, and uh, Rock reverses it into a DDT. Again, genuinely awesome. So, like, Rock can work. Ken Shamrock, like they can make this thing, um, seem pretty awesome. And, um, but that's really like, that was the match. Eventually Rock gets mad about a two count from Kyoto, who was the referee. He's walking over Shamrock, goes to punch him in the face. Shamrock locks in the ankle lock submission, wins King of the ring. Shout out to Ken Shamrock, great worker, but this was clearly not about him barely about the rock. And it was mostly about triple H. um, I will say, Mike Kyoto, the entire match really, really fast counts. Like he was, yeah, like, oh. I, I noticed that too. And and it was almost to the point where like he was so fast that you could tell he was pulling the third count. Like Shamrock and Rock both had like near near falls in the sense, and like Kyoto pulled it right as they were doing it, so like you knew. He was, it wasn't a reaction by him to pull the, the third. It was just, he knew that's not how the match was supposed to end. I will say, Kyota when he, when he calls his two count, you know, they raise up the two fingers, he, uh, he goes index finger and pinky. And really just once, I wanted him to give a, Steve. <laughs> but uh, he didn't. I just wanted him to. And that's my match, boys. Well, Mike, uh, we we
1: got our first Ken Shamrock match. I think eventually in the future we'll get Ken Shamrock against Vader in a slugfest that's really
0: uncomfortable to watch. Really? Uh, I would I would love to watch that.
1: Yeah, no, it, I, I couldn't find it. I tried to find a link online. It was not there, so I decided for this one. This was
0: fine. Uh, Mike, tell us about social media. Social media? We're going to start with Twitter this week, guys. Um, we're down to 296 followers. What
1: the fuck? How did we lose three?
0: Uh, I mean, part of it was I just I just didn't give a shit this week. I, I don't think I posted anything. We're so slammed. I also, you know, found out about this whole coronavirus thing. Um, so, it kind of just put me in the dumps a little bit. Uh, Aaron had a great uh, Suzuki birthday post. I thought that was pretty funny. But um, Happy birthday to Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, and I had a Father's Day post today that I thought was hilarious and didn't get any traction about Elliot laying Legos as a booby trap, and I put an evil laughing Lego man nobody really cared <laughs> i really enjoyed it though i i, I got to chuckle when i posted it. you
1: know what man it's it's all for your entertainment
0: no, nobody and, else and, is you know what, that, and that's right. what i that's what twitter and social media is about it's just about me entertaining me whether that's trolling wrestlers or posting shit out into the universe that only i care about <clears throat> instagram tolbert down to 132 oh, Like We got hard. unfollowed? I
4: didn't even know we, we got We
0: lost one, Tolbert. Oh, man. You got to pay your realize. sex bot dues. Um, Tolbert, your, your Father's Day post, chef's kiss. Uh, Tolbert, give a shout out to the $2 steak dads, uh, me and Travis, or Travis and I. Travis and me. That's how it says. Um, <laughs> that's how it reads. curious, if anybody's curious, <laughs> Um, please follow us at number $2 dollar steak underscore on Instagram or Twitter. But this father's day post, if anybody's wondering the face, I give Aaron, whenever I'm fed up with his bullshit, it's the post. Which is that, never. <laughs> it's the post that, uh, it's a picture that, uh, Tolbert posted. Um, it was carefully selected. Trust me. It's just me giving Aaron the what the fuck are you talking about and doing he had spent i'll, I'll give you some uh, some context to this picture he had spent about 35 minutes discussing and, and explaining this stupid lens on a fucking camera it's and an I amazing could, lens it was you know what it ended up taking a phenomenal picture of me but uh that was the face i gave him i was like dude i don't care I don't care.
1: <laughs> can, I, can I say you, you skipped over my favorite post of the week? Well, I'm, I'm not done what what yet. I'm thinking
0: of right now. Not not the Jeff Jarrett.
2: Hey,
1: not, Oh, not I'm sorry. Yet.
0: Jesus. I'm not done with my segment, Aaron. <laughs> oh, my bad. We had, we had a shout-out to the hot dog guy. I wonder, wonder how he's doing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, hot dog guy.
0: And, uh, he's Tolbert. probably not dead. Tober, one of my favorite also posts that you had. Actually, these are the three posts you had this week. Um, the Sting Disappointment. Um, <laughs> which is <That's> Jeff Jarrett <laughs> um, That's how I've felt all week Looking at wrestling news so, um, so if anybody's not aware we'll, we'll lead into the hits and the shits this week um, Our hits this week Is the hashtag speaking out So this week A lot of um, Powerful posts came out this week Mostly um, referencing A lot of the British wrestling Guys who basically, you know, sexually assaulted a bunch of women. So a bunch of women felt empowered this week to tell their stories and share their experiences. And, um, you know, props to them. I mean, it it was really – I want to say it came as a shock in terms of the volume. And for me personally, having kind of just gotten into wrestling, I I was shocked but also not shocked by all of it. Does that make sense? No, it totally makes sense. It's in a way, it's similar to kind of the systemic racism that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, where you kind of know that one offs might happen and people are going to take advantage of their situation and their position in the business for either self gain or self gain is not the right word. You know what I mean, though. And yeah. so a lot of these women came out and kind of expressed you know, their, their situation. it really kind of brought to light a lot of, I don't know, a lot of powerful emotions in me anyway. Like just feel like feeling how helpless, you know, they probably feel and what just a general terrible thing that it all is. I mean, yeah. What are you guys, I mean, how did you guys feel? What, uh, what, what was your thoughts on the whole thing?
1: Well, I, and, and I, I, you know, I'm thinking about it from, from things have happened in other sports, and it's it's people taking advantage of people that are less powerful than them. And it, and it, it becomes a power play, and it becomes something that's that's very, very vile and, and awful to, to, to kind of put your head around that, that this had been going on for all these
2: years. I mean, it just shows you that wrestling is not exempt from no this stuff. No. It's not.
1: And, you know, it's a form of entertainment, and a lot of people want to get their careers going in professional wrestling. They want to get seen, and they think that they're they're backed into this corner that the way that they're going to get seen is they're going to have to do this, something against their morals, against their values, and, and it's tough, man. Like, thinking about it like that, the helplessness, it, it hit me hard this week. Yeah, it
4: was crazy. I, I pulled up the group chat and saw my head just exploded. I was like, what the hell is going on? Um, but I mean, I'm glad it's been brought to light, you know, so hopefully we see some change with, uh, the way the industry works, you know, taking care, making sure everyone's safe and you know, no one's exploited. Right. I mean, it, it's, uh, there's a lot of names on this list too. Yeah, I man. Jesus.
1: Coming from a background where I worked in independent wrestling for about five years and, 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 it wasn't like, I'm not saying that like I was a big deal in independent wrestling at all. I'm saying that I was in a lot of locker rooms. I was at a lot of shows and I would see little things, but it wouldn't like register, you know, it wouldn't be something like, Ooh, this is like something, you know, and seeing it come out like it did this week really kind of hit me in the gut. Like, Holy shit. Maybe there were things that were happening that, that I didn't see, you know, like whatever the question is, would I have spoken up if, if I had known like it, it becomes like a very existential crisis with somebody.
0: All right. Well, <laughs> thanks Mike. Yeah. Well, I mean, to, you know, I mean, ultimately like it's one of those things where like you might've been shielded from it, but it also, it's just kind of like there, it's going to be kind of behind closed doors. It's going to be right. one off situations. It's going to be that sort of stuff. So, you know, really kind of trying to we I'm, I'm happy that it happened the way it did on Twitter and, you know, social media. So it kind of it for sure has rid the sport of several predators, which is kind of ultimately good. So ho- something good came out of it, hopefully. Right. Hopefully. All right. And I mean, so that was the hits. I mean, the fact of the speaking out, obviously, all the people on that, on the social media stuff is, is on the shit list, but I can't cut a promo on everybody. So shits this week, we're going to the coronavirus. Um, so obviously, my situation is a little bit different than everybody else's, but it, hopefully it brings to light and brings to a point where, you know, some people just haven't been directly affected by this. I am not the first person that this has happened to. Ultimately, we have over 100,000 American lives that have been lost to the coronavirus. I hope people are actually paying to that attention to that. That's 100,000 people. So if anybody watches college football, The biggest rivalry is Ohio State-Michigan. When they're in Michigan, that is 100,000-plus people in that stadium. It is packed to the gills. Imagine all of those people dead. Um, It it really kind of puts it into perspective a little bit. This week, um, Myrtle Beach came out and kind of made the top list of every list you don't want to meet in terms of the quote-unquote second wave. But the problem is this is not a second wave. If you look at the current research and current statistics, and, and these statistics are ever rolling in, and people kind of get frustrated and they're you know they're at a loss for words, and they're like, oh, they're changing recommendations on the like every day, blah blah blah. Do we wear masks? Do we not wear masks? Blah blah blah. It's like, well, they're dealing with an influx of new information every day, and they're going to go ahead and change those those decisions. And this is not a second wave. If you look at our statistics, the United States has like reached a peak, dropped just a little bit. And then we all of a sudden, with a bunch of fucking racist white dudes with guns, storming all these uh, state capitals to open up. And um, we, we've actually just reached a plateau. So we've reached this plateau and all these normal cases are kind of just flatlining, whereas Europe has actually seen a drop. And I, th- I feel like people in America want to assume that, you know, we're in a better place than we are. And ultimately, we're not. And what really kind of frustrates me, and one of the biggest reasons why this is on the shit list is because I've obviously been directly impacted this week. Um, And it's because... I'm going to get political. We lost a lot of people last week, right? No, we only lost three in the last 14 days because of our annual purge. But I'm going to go ahead and purge some more, maybe. Um, This... (laughs) The coronavirus in, in America, I've been aware of this since January when China closed off in an, a city of 11 million people and in a region of 11 million people. And it's ultimately because of a, li- or a, a lack of empathy and a lack of understanding and a, a full fledged, willful ignorance by our national leadership. And that starts at the top. And because of this failing level, we have somehow managed to economically and socially impact the country in a negative way while other people and mainly rich motherfuckers have somehow managed to steal $500 billion from our um, national I don't know, bank, whatever the fuck it is. What would you, what would you call that Aaron? Do you know <laughs>
5: No, you're cutting the promo. I'm
1: just sitting back and listening.
0: Should I get real angry and start really cutting the promo? Yes. All right. So we've somehow given away 500 billion fucking dollars with no strings attached to all these corporations because we want to prioritize the economy versus the simple man and the simple person. We don't care about a hundred thousand people. We care about the, the books And the revenue of all these giant corporations where if we would have fucking done the right things early on and actually cared about shit from January and February instead of just tweeting out and being completely ignorant and like willfully just, I'm getting so fucking angry. They don't give a shit. And because our leadership, and when I say leadership, I'm talking about fucking Donald Trump, the fucking Cheeto-in-Chief, the guy who knows nothing and can't speak or say a fucking thing that is coherent, we have lost 100,000 lives. And that motherfucker owes me three nights sleeping next to my wife, countless Kisses and hugs to my fucking children because we didn't do shit the right way. We didn't do anything for two fucking months when we knew we could have. And so he owes me lost time and lost experiences with my fucking children. Okay? On Father's Day. Billions of dollars to find a vaccine where we have $200 million earmarked for treatment. These people are dying and suffocating on ventilators in ICUs across this country, but we're prioritizing a fucking vaccine that we know won't be available for 18 months while our countrymen and while people we love and care about are fucking dying in front of us. Okay, so my situation is minuscule compared to the people that will never get to say goodbye, never get to say I love you in person to the people that are to their loved ones that are dying in ICUs. Somehow we have created in this country and politicized wearing masks in public. Okay, I'm not saying you need to wear a mask every fucking minute of the day because I've worn one in my own fucking household for the last four fucking days. Okay, I'm not saying you have to wear a mask everywhere, but to politicize this and make it a a Republican or a Democrat, if you're wearing a mask, somehow you 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 don't like the president. The president came out this week and said that people who are wearing masks are just doing it as a sign of protest. Fuck you. You don't know shit. This guy is just completely ignorant and he's a narcissist and he only cares about his own polling numbers. If he, you look at the speech he gave yesterday in Tulsa, Oklahoma, he cares about optics. He, we talked about changing the narrative two weeks ago and what they try to do. And he, all he cares about is the testing numbers. And he said, if you slow down testing or if you don't test as much, we're not going to have as big of numbers. No fucking shit. But the only way that we're going to actually combat this, the only way we're actually going to be able to improve the economy and reopen at a safe level is if we actually test people. And if people like me who have been exposed and haven't received their test results, see if you're on a fucking Zoom call for their fucking shitty podcast. (laughs) We're not shitty. All right. All I'm saying is we have somehow created this war on intelligence and science in favor of opinion, your your opinion, yes, in America, you have the freedom of speech, you have the freedom to express yourself, but just because you have the freedom to express yourself and say whatever you want doesn't mean you're fucking right, okay? We have science and we have statistics and we have clinical research. We have smart people trying to make smart decisions in this country, and I cannot believe that we have subjected ourselves to a level of incompetence and willful ignorance and apathy, okay? So in America, we are dealing with apathy versus empathy. And then you could talk about coronavirus, you could talk about systemic racism, it doesn't matter. A lot of these people want to get back to the way it was or make America great again, you would say, right? The problem is, again, it's apathy versus sympathy. People don't understand or they don't care All right. What, what happened to empathy in America? What happened to emotional intelligence and understanding how your thoughts and opinions and actions impact other people? I watched a damn near 80 year old man with a cane and who goes shuffling and walking, tell a a man holding the door for him to get back six feet because that man holding the door didn't have a mask on. Okay. And that's what I'm saying is we need to stop living the past. Stop trying to get back to the way it was. We, until this country decides to actually be proactive and until this country decides to do the things it needs to do. I mean, all, all, the last three months are going to be for nothing. Okay. And so stop trying to live in the past. Stop trying to get back to where it was and think about the future. Think about the people again who are suffocating and drowning in ICU beds and people who can't hug their loved ones when they're dying, people like me who can't hug and kiss their children in their own home, who are wearing masks in their own home to try to protect themselves. And let's get back to empathy. Let's care about people, okay? Let's have compassion and look out for one another. And that, Aaron, is my promo.
1: Uh thank you Don Morocco here. That was an amazing promo. We we, we were very it,
2: it, it was good. Hey uh, hey hey Mike, wasn't Don Morocco level. <clears throat> hey uh, Mike. Yeah. Uh just for a metaphorical cherry on top of your promo. Yeah. I have a nice beer here that I'm drinking. Uh, it's called a Dragon's Milk. Uh it's 11% and it's brewed in Holland, Michigan. You have anything to say about
0: Michigan? Fuck Michigan. <laughs>
1: For the strong style. Cookie has got Minoru Suzuki, our boy, the murder grandpa. How do we even go on? Like it, like that was should have been I don't the to of our I
0: show. Mike, yeah. you yeah. fucked
1: it up for all of
0: us. I'm sorry. So, uh, hey guys.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so wrestling think, uh Minoru Suzuki <laughs> like totally fucking chopped the cake for his birthday. <laughs>
1: And, oh, wait a minute, But before we get into cookie segment, you called us a shitty
5: podcast.
1: <laughs> you called us a fucking shitty podcast. Sorry, You're sorry. a
0: part of this podcast. That, that was my passion, speaking. It was really supposed to be subpar, but my brain said shitty, so I apologize. Oh, well,
1: fuck you, Mike.
0: Fuck you. All right,
1: uh, Cookie, uh, Minoru Suzuki, another guy who has had history with Ken Shamrock. They, they had fights. Uh, Suzuki won. Yes. Because Suzuki's a badass? Yes, yes. Tell me about your matchup.
2: Uh, Minoru Suzuki is fighting someone named Tim Thatcher. That's right. Uh, who's in the NXT right now. I, I looked him up. Um, he had a really, really
1: good match recently.
2: I can't remember who he was fighting. Do you remember who it was? Bro. Oh, uh, yeah. Matt bro. Riddle. Oh, Matt Riddle. I don't even know if I can say that name because he's yeah, on the list bro. now. But anyway... Yeah. Um, it was a rare occurrence on the Strong Style this week. We got English commentators.
1: That's right.
2: I can understand what people are saying. What's
1: going on? And Did did you appreciate it more or were you like, I want to go back to the Japanese I, commentary? No,
2: I appreciated it more because Tim Thatcher is in for the fight of his life. That's right. That was the first sentence that I heard. I was like, yes, he is. Because he's taking on our boy who doesn't believe in a good barber, Minoru
0: Suzuki. <laughs> Oh, Minoru. When, whenever I see Minoru Suzuki's hair, I just think of a duel of the butcher's head. <laughs> yeah. <Yes>. And, oh.
1: <laughs> and, you know, I brought this up like when I was, I was talking to Travis. I, by the way, I went to Travis's one uh, child's one-year birthday party, and I was the only representative of $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast, thinking that I was going to go there. Tolbert, I know you had to work. <laughs> Cookie said he was going to be there. I Cookie did not good. show up. I
2: didn't feel good. And, and Mike
1: had coronavirus and I'm there and I'm like the only person in, it's like me and Travis I'm like hey man how are you doing Travis good to see you hey Chasity. hey Madison and then everybody else is like who's this
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just gonna have a taco and I'm gonna stand in the corner and
5: uh, uh maybe That's talk Aaron's about wrestling day.
1: so I uh I, I, I yeah so two dollar steak <laughs> was represented there uh and Travis said, what matches you got this week? And I told him, he's like, God, they, y'all really like Minoru Suzuki. And I said, yeah, we do. You're fucking right, we do.
2: Listen, the, the commentators describe his fighting style as ouch. That was, the, <laughs> that was the way they described it, and rightfully so. But you know what? I'd love to see Suzuki get in the ring with Ming in his prime.
1: I think that would be a fucking matchup.
2: That, yeah, talk about someone in their prime. Talk about dream matches. Thatcher, though, has a size. He has a size going for him. But other than that, I'm still going with Suzuki in the edge in this match. That's what my thoughts were in the beginning. Thatcher didn't have
1: the teeth to go into this match. He
2: definitely didn't have the teeth. And At the end of the fight, he definitely 100% (laughs) did not have the teeth. But anyway, we'll get to the countdown.
1: Cookies top four, number one.
2: So Thatcher and Suzuki are starting off this match with a lot of chain wrestling. Uh, Just to get a feel for each other. And Suzuki's so quick, he slaps on a triangle choke over the top rope. Full extension, I'm talking about. His head is touching the, 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 the apron. Anyway... I love Suzuki because after he breaks the hole, he lands on his feet and takes the break. And you know what he does? He pops a squat in the front row and just crosses his legs. That's right. Yeah, just having just a seat with audience, member, audience members. That's are you, awesome. you going to tell him he can't do that? No. I, hell no, I'm not going to tell him he's going to do that. I don't think Mike, as big as he is, would tell Minoru Suzuki no.
0: I wouldn't I wouldn't tell him anything. Exactly. See? Would you
2: say yes, sir? Yeah, yes,
1: yes. hike, Hoi. Hoi. Hi. Hi. Yes. Hoi. Number two.
2: Dude, are you okay? <laughs> I got the coronavirus. Suzuki is a scary man. God. Period. Cookie, how do you know this, right? You haven't gotten in the ring with Suzuki. I assume that's what our smarts would say if they listened to our podcast. They don't. They don't. Anyway. <laughs> Nobody does because it's a <laughs> shitty podcast. Apparently uh, it's a fucking shitty podcast, Mike. Anyway, I assume there was a there was a i'm sorry i don't assume but there was a young lady sitting in the front seat sitting in the front row and not only did she move when suzuki asked to kindly take her chair but the second and the third row of people moved they got out of that they got out of the way they dodged that fucking bullet because they knew Minor suzuki means business and he's gonna fuck some shit up but what got me is that he stomped all over that person's hoodie that was <laughs> sitting in the chair. <laughs> he, he didn't just take the chair and just fold it up. He took the chair and just stomped all over the person's shit and then folded the chair. Uh, and then on top of that, to distract the ref, because this is not a no de match, to distract the ref, he hit, hit, or, hit the referee with one of those uh, look-over-there moves. <laughs> right? But he doesn't know enough English. So he's just saying, hey, hey. Hey, hey, (laughs) and pointing in the opposite direction. (laughs) Number. Testing the will of Thatcher. That's all I got to say. Dear God, I pray for Thatcher's chest because Minoru Suzuki was lighting him up. It It was Thatcher's European uppercut versus Minoru Suzuki's just straight right to the chest. And they were not pulling punches dude every time he hit thatcher it sounded like a rifle cracking off yes that wasn't even the best part suzuki hits those uppercuts or i'm sorry i'm sorry suzuki ate those uppercuts and just when you think thatcher got the best of them suzuki delivers three of the most solid elbows that i have ever seen in my life straight to his jaw and if he actually got knocked out i would not be surprised because he went full fetal position in the middle of the ring. I
1: was a gasp
2: when I, I saw that. <laughs> Looks uh he crumbled and I just I don't I don't know what I would do in that position. Do you think those are real errands? I uh, mean, we're going to say that they worked a little bit, but I, I
1: I certainly would not like to to test out that theory. If
2: if if Joe Rogan was on Fear Factor and he was well sorry, if Joe Rogan came mm-hmm. up to you and said take three of Minoru Suzuki's elbows, would you do it?
1: I'd tap out right there. Somebody else take that money.
2: Exactly. I'm not taking that bump by no means. Number four. Now, I usually save the fourth spot for the finisher of the match, but not this time. Oh, for, he's changing it up. I'm changing it up for once. For those wondering, Suzuki gets the upper hand on Thatcher. He catches him with a chokehold and then he hits him with his gotch pile driver. Drops Thatcher directly on his head.
1: I gets like the that three pile count. driver by the way.
2: It was a good pile driver. It's like if Cesaro did the, whatever his move right. is and then changed it into a pile driver. But anyway, the part that made me LOL Was when the ref tried to raise Suzuki's hand at the very end, and Suzuki grabs him and sets him up for the gotch pile driver and pretends like he's about to drop him on his head, and he just pushes him off and just starts smiling at him. (laughs) (laughs) Suzuki can do it all. That's what I mean by that. Suzuki can do it all. He's an entertainer, he's a scary man. I want no part of him. Mike wants no part of him. This man is a legend through and
1: through. Hey, do you remember that time that we were supposed to see Orange Cassidy against Minoru Suzuki?
2: Oh, yeah. <sighs> That's a sour spot, man. God that damn That is such a sour spot. That would have been such a good match, too.
1: Oh, it makes me sad every time I think about it. Yes, Honorable dude.
2: mentions. Honorable mentions. Suzuki fucking terrorizes this ref. Not once, but twice. At one point, we're like 10 minutes into the match and he's staring the referee down <laughs> and then he just wipes his fucking sweaty head and paintbrushes the ref. Just a a savage motherfucker. Big Brother Mush right there. Yeah, he is. And With a haircut like that, no one's going to tell him no. But anyway, it was a fun match. No flips, just technical wrestling. A little comedy. I was entertained, but there was a botch. Thatcher, Thatcher botched a chest slap.
1: No, no. He misses
2: entirely. How do you botch a chest slap? How in the world do you do that? In the words of Randy Moss, Come on, man. So I'll get this match, four and a half cookies. The slap took me out of the match. <laughs> it took me out. I was like, wait, what? Like, so think about it. Me? A
1: year ago, Cookie, a year ago, you had never heard the name Minoru Suzuki. Not at all. You have seen a bunch of his matches this year alone.
5: Yes. yes.
1: What, how do you feel about, like, He's 53 years old or 52 years old, yeah. and this man is a maniacal he, – he's the anime villain.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Do you like what you see when you see him?
2: Listen, I love Minoru Suzuki now because he – I know if I get one of his matches, I'm going to be entertained no matter what, and I'm going to probably see some shit that I, would, I I think that I would only see in the UFC. Right. As, and I think that's what I'm going to get. It's just like Ishii. Those two are just like, they're interchangeable in my mind because they're just, they have similar styles, somewhat strong style. So at, at some point,
1: you know, when you move away and you have all this time on your hands, when you're living in Charlotte, I'm going to have to give you a Ishii versus Minoru matchup.
2: Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Where it's
1: just 40 minutes of just two men just, just punching each the hell
2: out of each other. And you're going to have to give me the Ken Shamrock Minoru Suzuki. Uh, that thing's well. only like ten
1: minutes. Oh, I'm, like, I'm, it, it's amazing. Travis sent it to us in our group chat uh, about a month ago, and it was it was so much fun to watch.
2: Yeah, I I, I can't wait for the matches that you send me in Charlotte because I'm not gonna have nothing but time on my hands anyway.
1: Poor Cookie. Uh, Poor yeah. Cookie. Hey, hey, Cookie. By the way, I, I wanted to, to let you know before you're hosting next week. So you get get um what <laughs> get your shit together, and you're hosting next week. Are you not gonna be here? No, no, no. I'm going to be here, but you're hosting next week because it's going to be a cookie appreciation thing.
2: Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Your boy, Cookie, is about to be on next week. Get ready for it. So, Cookie, uh, I would like to have three
1: matches by at least Tuesday. Uh, so, I, will I be taking Strong Style or you want you to mix it up? You can, you can kind of... It's, think, it's it's cookies rules next week.
2: What we're going to do, we're going to wait until after Tober does his segment, and I'll give you what the match setup is going to look like next week.
1: Okay. okay. All right. All
5: right.
1: for the high spot uh tobert yeah uh, but before we get into anything i want to give us a, we, we need to pause for 1 second and we're going to bring in a very um, a very personal source to you it's your father we're going to we're going to hear a quick story from your father about his wrestling experiences
4: all right check 1 2 happy father say y'all $2 stake. your volume
5: on?
1: Volume's
4: on. Nope. Good to go. And you're not on vibrate? Nope. We're good. Okay. All right, Dad. So, uh, first off, happy Father's Day. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you, you told me this story before, uh, how when you were a young man, you witnessed a very special wrestling event. Yeah.
3: Uh, you, about eight years old. About eight years old. Can you tell us a little bit about... Uh, But what you saw. Well, I grew up in Wardell, Missouri and at that time a carnival once a year in the fall came through town and this particular carnival had a wrestling bear named Roscoe.
4: Roscoe. Roscoe. The the wrestling bear.
3: Roscoe the wrestling bear. They had a ring set up and uh, obviously the bear was in the ring and the trainer would ask for volunteers to come up and wrestle the bear I don't know I was standing right at the edge of the ring and in fact I had my elbows on the on, on the ring and heard the trainer tell this young strong stupid drunk volunteer look just go up and dance with the bear so this guy was just an ordinary Joe. He wasn't an ordinary he, Joe, ordinary farm boy. He was had a little bit too much to drink. He was a big, strong boy. and uh, But the bear was about 400 pounds. This dude was probably 160. But uh, he was pretty solid. Well, like I said, the train tell him, look, just go up and dance with the bear. Don't try to push the bear around. Don't. You know, just uh, just dance with the bear. He and pretty it, much said, "Hey, just put on a show for the yeah, folks." Just put on yeah. a show, and everything will be okay. Well, farm boy decides the first thing he could do is pop the bear in the nose, and bear didn't like that. So, bear popped the farm boy upside the head. Oh, sent him about ten feet <laughs> into the ropes. And, uh, then the bear decided that he was not done. And, uh, farm boy got up on his knees and really didn't know where exactly he was at at that particular time when the bear popped him again. And, uh, then he really didn't know where he was at because he was laying on his back and the bear was on top of him. Really pissed the bear off, uh... And the trainer, uh, was grabbing, the bear had a collar on, and the trainer had a hold of the, the collar, trying to drag the bear off the boy, and the bear didn't want to go. And, uh, so the boy kind of shook his head a little bit, and the bear was on top of him, and he reached up, and he slapped the bear again, he shouldn't have done that, because <laughs> the bear slapped him back. Um... Uh, now, Kiva. I mean, the bear had had been declawed. The bear didn't have any claws. But he still had some power. By but he slight, had some so. paws. Yeah, I mean, the bear four hundred pounds, <laughs> and he was a four hundred pound pissed off bear. And uh, and the person that that uh, pissed him off was right there in front of him. And uh, so he continued to slap the boy around. And uh, and finally uh the trainer managed to uh to get the bear off the boy and uh, a couple people got up in the ring drugged the boy out <laughs> and uh the trainer asked for more volunteers but nobody else volunteered <laughs> yeah I, I don't think they would after that <laughs> the bear was kind of pissed off at that point and uh didn't even want to dance um so that was uh, Roscoe the wrestling bear. So uh, quite the experience for you as a, as a, a young well, young kid. I mean, I was eight, about eight, eight, nine years old. And uh, it was really kind of amazing to see that boy <clears throat> leave his feet like he did when that bear hit him the first time. <laughs>
4: Well, uh, well, that's quite some story, and uh, well,
3: it's true. It's a fact. <laughs> it's an absolute fact. I was there. I saw the whole thing. And uh, next time you're invited to get in the ring with a wrestling bear, I'm, I'm giving you this piece of advice: just dance with him. <laughs> don't don't pop him on the nose. Don't hit him on the nose. Just dance with him like you're told, <laughs> and everything will be just fine.
1: So. You got to hear about a man wrestling a oh boy, oh boy wrestling a bear. Now, Tolbert, today for the high spot, you too have a match with a bear. You have Tracy Smothers against a bear. The high spot. Go ahead, Tolbert.
4: Yes, Tracy Smothers, the wild eyed southern boy. Um, this is a unusual match. I'd actually seen it before. When you sent it to me, I got really excited because uh, I thought it was something different. Then I I realized, like, no, I, I've seen this. It's from uh, old wrestling. O l d e to make it all. Yeah, you know. I'm
1: sure that Cornette loves this promotion. Oh
4: my god, dude! So kind of a, a gimmick thing they have going on here. Everything's in black and white. Uh, they put a filter on, so it looks like scratched up old film they even play the projector noise in the background yeah, right. um and the, the commentators sound like they're on the old school mics you know talking like this hey eh? you know like old 20s gangsters or yeah. some shit like that all the wrestlers wear costumes like they're you know all steampunks or something like that
1: would you go to one of these shows
4: <sighs> I I'd
1: is it probably... too hipster for you
4: it, yeah it's a little uh i mean i'd go I'd do like cookie did on Carolina. <laughs> beach yesterday
5: <laughs> you would take shrooms before you went to this, yeah, yeah. this
4: um but yeah and then you sent me this match and i was going over everything this morning i was going to see my parents today and it just i was like man i remember the story my dad told me a, a while back ago about him seeing uh, a guy wrestle a bear uh, we just heard that story but i imagine this is what it actually looked like when my dad was eight or nine <laughs> at the carnival <laughs> not some hipster ripoff um, so let's get back to the match, Tracy. Um, I mean, I guess it could kind of suit the times. He comes out with the stars and bars. Yeah. So
1: tr- Tracy, it, is, are we gonna give Tracy a pass for for it's this? Tracy
4: Smothers. I don't know. I don't it's know if we can give anybody Smothers. a pass nowadays. Yeah, you, this gimmick he got over for years because he toured all over the South. Right. Uh, he's always rocked the stars and bar trunks. He comes out to Dixie. <laughs> he He came out to Dixie. Right? Um, but he's he's an infamous. Hill. We got this at WrestleCade. Um,
1: Tracy's a cool
4: dude. Yeah. Like
1: anyway, and, and the man wrestled Odorous Jurungas. <laughs> you know, like you've got to be like give him some cred for yeah. wrestling a, a member of WAR. He definitely paid his dues, but now,
4: um, like like you see here, he he did a lot of stuff in the indie indie <laughs> yeah. circuit in his later years. Um, but yeah, so we start off and we're like, all right, let's see him. We're thinking they're gonna bring an actual bear out. Um, they, they, they kind of do. I mean, it looks like a bear. Yeah. it's a bear. Um, so it's a guy in a bear suit. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> no. I <laughs> see Tobert. I thought 100% that you were going to take this. Like you took the Dawson brothers match, the empty arena match and just take it as a shoot the entire <laughs> time and just act like it was a bear the whole time oh uh, I, I couldn't it's that bad <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: it's that bad maybe if they put a little more detail into the costume this might have gotten over in like 1919 at the carnival some shady promoter <laughs> but um a little person in a bear suit i don't know <laughs> but uh anyway gets on and uh the bear takes his time kind of doing half-ass bear things around the <laughs> ring <laughs> And Tracy is like, what What the hell, man? Uh, he makes many bear puns. <laughs>
1: it it <laughs> many, it was many like bear a, puns. Yeah, like a lot of bear puns. Yeah. yeah,
4: at one point, he grabs the mic and goes on a rant uh, about bear puns. Um, and he decides, man, I'm not going to wrestle this bear. I, I tried to wrestle him. He keeps cheating. You know, he keeps drag- grabbing my trunks. He tries to grab his hide. You know, nothing's really working. Uh, so he's like, you know what? I'm just going to... Have a dance-off with this bear. That's right. So, Tracy struts. Man, Tracy's... We, we've always known Tracy has the moves, especially he, when phenomenal. he gets the crowd working and they're booing him. Uh, so, he struts the stuff, man, and he's got some moves, and he proceeds to do the swim, mm-hmm. and he pulls that into uh, the cockroach. That's right. Yeah, it's amazing. He pops right up from it, it flawlessly. Uh, the bear... <laughs> Proceeds to attack him and then do the macarena. That's
5: right. <laughs> that's right. Because that, that is a That's very, what bears
1: do. Yeah, I think knows. the macarena actually stands for the bear in Spanish yeah, language. And if a bear
4: attacks you, you, you wait till he engages in the macarena and then right. you run. And then, everyone, then you run. Everyone, right. everyone right. knows that. Right. So um, I almost forgot how Tracy gave us a little strip show before we started dancing. That's, that's can't, right, he did. Can't, forget that and it was it was wonderful more stars and bars under his stars and bars when he stripped down of course
2: um the stars and bars
4: onesie it was it was (laughs) (laughs) so after this uh dance off uh leaves tracy a little heated they actually start to wrestle a little bit the bear gets him in a bear hug that's right no one saw that coming uh which tracy dances his way out of
1: now i think like when we listen back to what your father said earlier yeah, he he mentioned a lot of dancing in that. You just well. want to
4: dance with him. That's yeah, it. You, you just don't want to go dance any with further. The bear.
1: You don't want to slap the bear.
4: Yeah, and I think Tracy slapped him a couple times. Um because the bear turned turned up the heat a little bit. Went after Tracy. I don't think he gave him a, a Snickers and a Coke before the match. Like old Dutch Mantel. Did. Oh, Dutch Mantel. See, Dutch
1: Mantel figured out what a bear likes. Yes, he did. And it's, a, it's a, was it a Snickers or an Almond Joy? It was an Almond Joy. It was an it was Almond Joy almond. and His a bottle Coke.
4: of Coke. His bears love coconut. Everyone knows Apparently. that. So uh, Tracy turns up the heat. He's pissed at this bear now. The bear's just as pissed. So they actually go at it for a little bit. They have a little back and forth. I was like, all right, we actually see a little bit of wrestling. But in the end, uh, the, the bear's trainer pulls a little heel interference, a little page out of Tracy's book, and the bear gets him with a small package. <laughs>
1: Got him.
5: Got him.
1: <laughs> Tolbert. And, uh, uh, yeah.
5: That's you it, you had a bear <laughs> you had a bear
1: in Tracy Smothers this week.
5: I, I yeah. expect
1: an amazing haiku. You
4: there? Tracy has the moves. <laughs> Sorry, let me start over. All right. <laughs> I wrote my haiku backwards, so I'm reading down to, I don't know. You read right? it you
1: wrote it backwards?
4: Not backwards. Never mind. All right. Tracy has the moves. He can barely believe it. <laughs> It was all a ruse.
5: Oh, my. Wait, that was wasn't a, a real the bear? <laughs> yeah, there ain't no
4: bear. Actually, there's one. All right, there is one YouTube comment on this.
1: Ain't no MF bear. <laughs> <laughs> what? Ain't no motherfucking bear.
5: That ain't no
1: motherfucking bear. That, and that's what I felt like, too, when I watched it. Now, I, I, we can also tweet out a link this week. There is an actual uh, Tracy Smothers against the real bear online and it's it's like two minutes long and it's, it's as comfortable as you would think it would be it's a man wrestling a bear and in a, it's
4: in a, with a chain collar on yeah it's a, <laughs> I,
1: I i can't believe people I did be, that shit
4: used, I, I remember seeing it on tv when i was a kid like you know with all the stupid shit you would watch right um, that was it was a big thing back in the day i guess oh man
1: well, that 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 does it for this yeah. very uh, interesting episode of $2 Steak a Pro Wrestling Podcast. Cookie!
2: Next week, I will be on the mic, and Aaron, you will be in the strong style. Okay. Mike will be in the greenhorn spot, and Tolbert will be in his high spot. Okay. So it's going to be the exact same. So that there was literally no thought going
1: into this at all.
2: No, 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 You're gonna have very special matches curated by your boy Cookie. You said
1: that last time.
2: Uh, well, they're gonna be well, they're gonna be very special this time. Okay. Very, very, very special. special. Do we extra, have a theme? Cookie crumbles sprinkled on top. There's no theme that I can think of right now.
1: Because I hope that you will not pick Finn Balor, <laughs> Bonacano, or. Uh, Darby Allen, because that's your last week here. Those are going to be your match.
2: No, 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 definitely not. Definitely not. It's going to be something special for you, Aaron. Do you do you have have any idea of what you would like? Uh, I'll give you the (laughs) option.
1: This is like this is like the episode of Seinfeld where it's like movie where Kramer was the movie phone guy, and he's like, "Why don't you just tell me what your movie is?" Uh, Give me something good, man.
2: Give
1: you something good yeah no i we we've talked about stan hansen a lot recently we talked about terry funk we talked about minoro you're gonna have to go and get me something a little bit different than those guys next week okay
2: search the depths of youtube okay and then tober you also i feel like you get fucking bullied sometimes in terms <laughs> of your matches really sometimes <laughs> no, <laughs> barely no barely exactly See. barely see.
1: Tolbert, I feel that like I get I throw you a bone every once in a while of a good match, and
2: then I give you five, five. shitty matches in a row, which is really terrible. Five. Is there anything special that you would like, Tolbert? Uh Rob Van Dam and Sabu? <laughs> no,
4: no, 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 no. We've been there. I don't know. I've always wanted to cover a Dudley Boys match and never gotten some Dudley's. You got a Dudley Boys Ooh, match! I gave you a against
5: You had one oh, against
1: Sid Vicious. That's like, right. literally, remember when you didn't watch the match beforehand?
4: Yeah, yeah, that did happen. Have we covered the clowns yet, ICP? Oh, no, no. I thought you were going to say doink because I... I, 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 And we haven't done any oddities matches. We've done one kind of oddities match.
5: So
1: I tried to find an oddities match this week. I literally tried to find an oddities match this week. All their matches are five minutes or less. Yeah. So maybe we can find... our cookie can find an ICP match and we still have a,
4: I don't think Val Venus Has made an appearance yet either. Val, Val Venus, Venus has not made not. an appearance
0: Mike, so just some ideas.
1: Uh, give Cookie an idea of who you want
0: no, I, don't, I don't care man I'm, I'm not picky You're not picky? I'm not picky, man. Uh, anything are
2: at me. You, we can recall. We, we should go back to the very first episode. <laughs> I think you were a little picky, Mike. <laughs> I don't like,
1: like this classic match that everybody's considered yeah, it Is that Ric
2: Flair in the cage? I don't like,
1: uh,
5: <laughs> like Ric Flair.
2: <laughs> For cookie, <laughs> just, just pick
0: something that you think I might like. That's all. If I don't like you know, it, I'll, I'll don't let you know. Don't <laughs> let you know. If, you don't, if I don't like it, I'll let you know. All right. Okay. All right. Fair <laughs> enough.
2: You better have a shit list because I'm going to ask if you have a shit list.
1: Multiple times. You get a shit list this week? Just
2: Mike, the video of that from <laughs> burning the mask. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, so that has been this week's episode of $2.00 Staker Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, next week, hosted by Cookie once again because, I, you know, I, I'd said multiple times and and I feel that Cookie is, like, new. That if he moved, I would give him a second chance at, at, at the host
2: Position, it's uh, it's all a ruse. He's gone this far. <laughs> he was working me the whole time. He's just not wait, actually moving. Just wait till July thirteenth when I'm still here.
1: <laughs> I, I right. I'm
2: very excited about that.
1: Uh, so wait. So are you going to be here July thirteenth as well?
2: No, I won't.
1: All right, all right. Just making sure. Cookie next week. Thank you for listening to Two Dollars Steak, a pro wrestling podcast.